Good morning, good morning. Um, let's just close our eyes and pray quickly. Yes, Lord, we, we thank you again that we can be here, Lord God, because it is always good, Lord, to be in your house. We love you, Lord, and we, we, we love that, that you always have the opportunities for us to come to you, to learn more about you, and not just to, to learn more about you, but to also get to know you, Lord God, and to, to come into that intimate relationship with you. So we, we, we thank you for that, Father, and I pray, Lord, that as we speak about you today and we, we learn more about you today, Lord God, that you will, that you will open up our hearts and, and also our sp spiritual eyes and ears, Lord, to, to see you, to know you, to discern that you are here, Lord God, and, and just see your love for us all, Lord Jesus. I thank you for that, God. Amen. Amen. So um, before I start, I just want to ask you guys a, a question. So the first question I want to ask is, who in this last day or week or month has prayed for someone and they received healing miraculously like that in this last week, say, for instance? Who in this last week prayed for someone and they raised someone from the dead? No. In this last month, last year, no one? Who in this last year prayed for someone um, and they, they drove out a demon or something? Last week, last month, no hands, no hands. So that's a, that's a thing that I always ask us as believers is how often do we have a Matthew 10 verse 8 experience? So what is a Matthew 10 experience? We can just go to the next slide. It says in, in Matthew 10 that it's something that Jesus commanded his, his, um, his people, his disciples, and said that we have to go out as believers, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely you give. So that's a command that he has for each and every one of us. And two of us fully live out that command as believers in, in Christ. So that's what we're going to sp speak about today. And um, one thing I, 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 I want us to, to get today is that we are all more aware of the sp spiritual, um, spiritual realm of God's kingdom, that we constantly know that it is around us. Amen? It's going to be a good service. So um, let's turn our Bibles to... 2 Kings 6, and I'm going to read for you guys from verse 8 to 18. I'm going to read from the New King James Version. 2 Kings 6, verse 8 to 18. Okay, you there? Here we go. Verse 8. Now the king of Syria was making war against Israel, 
And he consulted with his servants, saying, my camp will be in such and such a place. Just stop right there. <laughs> my camp will be in such and such a place. So we, we instantly we, 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 we see that they want to make war, and the whole thing is in, instantly very secretive. It's not exactly there. It'll be in such and such a place. Okay, I love this. My camp will be in such and such a place. Verse 9. And the, and the man of God sent to the king of Israel, saying, Beware that you do not pass this place, for the Syrians are coming down there. Verse 10. Then the king of Israel sent someone to the place of which the man of God had told him. Thus he warned him, and he was watchful there, not just once or twice. So he was warned once or twice, or actually more, and he responded to it. Verse 11. Therefore, the heart of the king of Syria was greatly troubled by this thing. And he called his servants and said to them, Will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? So he was suspecting within our midst there's a, there's a spy. And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha. The prophet who is in Israel tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. That sounds scary. Verse 13. So he said, go and see where he is, that I may send and get him. Now that means he's looking for him. I'll find you. I'm going to kill you. What are you doing? That's what that means. So he said, go and see where he is. Go and find him so that I can get him. And it was told him, saying, surely he is in Dothan. Verse 14. Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there. And they came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, so that's how the servant of Elisha said to Elisha, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, Open his eyes that he may see. And then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And what did he see? And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So when the Syrians came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, Strike this people, I pray, with blindness. And he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. I love this piece. I love this piece. There's so much in here. So now, now I pray today that, that when we, we go through this today, that your eyes will also be open, that you can see, and not just see the kingdom of God, but also release it and sense the presence of the kingdom of God. So just to put this story in, in a, a summary, um, 
So this, this, this Syrian army wanted to make war against Israel. So they had all these plans and uh, tactics. But then uh, God had a, a secret weapon. He had Elijah, his prophet. So what did he do? He told Elijah the tactics of the enemy. And Elisha warned his own king, so his king could, um, could not fall into the traps of the, the, the army that wants to attack them. And the king of Assyria then thought, yeah, but something is wrong, why can't we get these guys? And he heard, you know what, there's a, there's a secret weapon there, there's Elisha, a prophet from God. And he gives all the info, it's like he's... It's like he's in your room where he sees what you're doing, he sees what you're thinking and what you guys are organizing and planning. So if you get him out of the picture, we'll win the war. So then they tried to get um, Elisha and what happened, Elisha, well, number one is um, Elisha had a servant and he saw with his fleshly eyes Horses and chariots of the army. Like literal, it's there. But Elisha looked with spiritual eyes because he knew who he was in God and that the Lord is his father. He looked with his spiritual eyes and what did he see? Horses and chariots. The difference is just the one was an angelic army and it was horses and chariots of fire and not your normal donkey and donkey car. Amen? I mean, so that was a different between the two. And then at the end, it says that Elisha prayed to God to blind the army. And that's also something that, that we need to learn, and I'll talk about that more, that he prayed to God to blind the army not the angels. He doesn't pray to angels. He prays straight to God. So his prayer was answered and the, the army was blinded. My, my, my a question I wanted to ask is, who blinded the army? Who can tell me who blinded the army? Was it um, Elisha, his prayers? Who says yes? Was it God? Huh? Who says God? Oh, you're wrong. <laughs> it was the angels. Why were they there, the army? Just there to, uh, for show? So Elisha prayed to, to God, and then uh, God used the angels to blind the army. Amen. So in essence, is, there's help in heaven if we need it. Okay. So... What do we learn from this story? So sometimes in our lives, you know, we, <clears throat> we're, we're in some hard uh, situations, you know. We, we feel attacked by our friends that um, speak negative about us or they say things behind our backs or we have an issue with our husbands or wives or at work. We have an issue there where we... We may be on the, the, the brink of we lose our jobs or our incomes. And it's, it's all things that physically happen here with us now. 
But the thing is, sometimes we forget that there's a, a spiritual connection as well with this physical issues. And that's what the Lord wants us to get to, to, to know, that even, even though we're in a, 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 a physical world, we are always surrounded by a, a, a spiritual realm. So where Elijah's servant saw with his physical eyes a physical issue, Elijah looked with his spiritual eyes and he saw a spiritual solution. Amen? So we need to constantly be aware of what's happening around us. God's kingdom is always around us. And that's what, yeah, as believers, God wants us to be constantly aware of that spiritual and heavenly realm around us. Why? Why do we need to be aware of it? There must be a reason. There's always for something a reason. Number one is that he wants us to, to realize, like it happened with Elijah that opened up, if he prayed for his his um his servants' eyes to open, that we can always that we know that always we have our our Father in heaven and that He's always there to to help us. That we are never ever alone. In Matthew six, Jesus said, with the the, the, the prayer, He said that how we should pray, said, let your kingdom come as it is in heaven, let it be on earth. So he wants us to be aware that there's this connection with us and what's happening around us and with what's happening in the spirit realm and that we have a father in heaven that cares for us and loves us and wants to look after us. And again, why? Why does he want to do that? Why do we need to know this? The thing is, if we don't see what's happening around us in the spirit, and it can be physically with your physical eyes or with, I mean, your spirit, if we don't see it, it means we don't know it's there. And if we don't know it's there, then we don't think about it and we forget about it. And if we don't think about it, if we forget about it, then how are we able to t t tap into that resource and ask heaven for help, ask the Lord for help? It's like a, um, it's like gravity. You know, it's we know it's there, and we know that it. It does something, it pulls something to earth, but we can't always see it. But I'll speak a little bit about that in a second. So, we need to be aware that it is around us. And then the next thing I'm going to speak about is about Jesus. And it will all um, link up at the end. He gave each and every one of us, if you are a believer in Christ, he gave you authority. 
He gave you unbelievable authority. He gave you what? He gave you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Just think about that for a moment. He gave you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. That is hardcore authority. We read in Matthew 16, verse 18. We read the following, verse 18 to 19. Jesus speaking because it's in red letters, so we know. And I, always, uh, and I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock, and Jesus was talking about him, and on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Verse 19. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And I think I said this a few, I think a few weeks ago. When it says here, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. In the Greek original things it says, whatever you, 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 you bind on earth will already be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will already be loosened in heaven. So there's a really intense authority that we received from Jesus. The thing is, what are we doing with that authority is it just a nice to know or is it something that we're going to apply in our lives and here's a fact as well that the more intimate we are with God the more, the more we get to know his ways and and the more we are able to the, the more we know how he think and how he works the more we are able to develop kingdom strategies um, like how to pray, what to, to, to pray for, like, what do I need to do today? What does the Lord want to do in me and through me today in this situation? So you are constantly aware of him and what he wants to do, and you put yourself there all the time so that he can use you. Make sense? Amen. So then you are able to, to, to know what the enemy will do um, because... You have the heart of, of, of God and his thoughts and mind, so you know ahead what the enemy will do. The enemy can't surprise you. When you receive, uh, when people come to you and they ask advice or wisdom, you give them advice or wisdom, but not from your own self, but from a God that is within you, because his kingdom is within you. Um, and I think that is quite amazing. Amazing. So, next thing I want to sp speak about, and I hope it will all come nicely in the end, come together, come together in the end. Um, what is the kingdom of God? Just a quick summary. And it says there on the board that it is the spiritual realm over which God reigns as king and the fulfillment of God's will. On earth so it's in essence everywhere he is where he has influence where he reigns where he works that's where his kingdom is 
And I want us to read Luke 17, verse 21 to 22 quickly. Twenty to twenty-one. I made a typo here. Luke seventeen, verse twenty to twenty-one. Um, I'm going to read here where it says, verse twenty. Now, when he was asked by the, the the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, because we all talk about this kingdom of God thing, but what is the where is it? Um, when the kingdom of, of God will, will come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, See here or, or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. So what we see about that, uh, what, we, what we see in that a verse about what is the kingdom of God. Where they say the kingdom of God does not come with observation. It means that you can't necessarily see the kingdom of, 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 of God growing and everything in, in, in front of you. Like this, the servant of Elisha, he saw, he observed, but he observed with his fleshly eyes and he didn't see it. So it, it doesn't come with observation. You don't see a, a, a physical army that rises up. And, 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 and he says then, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. So how does the kingdom of God come within us? And I'm going to speak a little bit of, about and that as well now, but it it starts when you when you come into a right relationship with Jesus, then His kingdom enters you. Make sense so far? All good? You're all quiet. Okay. Okay. Afterwards, you can ask my wife some questions while I have a coffee. Okay. So. How do we position ourselves for God's kingdom to manifest around us? How do we position ourselves for His kingdom to show up around us? Number one is it starts with our hearts. So, so what does that mean? So we make a, a decision, a conscience, a decision ourselves not by someone else, ourselves to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Okay, and number two is our thoughts. So when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, His Holy Spirit comes and lives within us. So and the Holy Spirit is not lazy. He's always creating. So he starts to begin and work within us. And we've talked about this last few weeks. He starts to, to help us to, to renew our mind, to renew our thinking. So that why we move away from negative thinking and begin to move more towards kingdom thinking. 
think about these things, kingdom thinking. It says as well in, uh, in, 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 in Philippians 1 verse 6 that God will complete the good work that he started within us. So that's something that we need to begin to think about. Like, okay, he started something within me and we need to think about, okay, he will finish it. So we need to believe his scriptures. We need to believe what it says in the word. If not, it means nothing. So change our thinking to think about kingdom things, about things of God and how he thinks, how he operates. Amen? Amen. And um, when we begin to have a renewed um, mindset, we actually begin to make right choices in our lives. So that's step two. Number three is get baptized. Um, in two ways. Um, number one, get baptized in water, but also we pray that Jesus baptize us with the power of his Holy Spirit. So what does that mean? It, it means that, that the Holy Spirit is not just in us, but also come, we call it upon us, where he empowers you to do the work that God has called you to do. Amen? And we'll talk a little bit about that soon. So get baptized with the Holy Spirit um, so that he will empower you. And number four is pray. Why pray? When we pray, and th th this may sound strange, but we activate heaven to act on our behalf. So when we pray, we activate heaven to act on our behalf. So if we look at this, the, at this, this the story in two kings, Elisha, he prayed, and things happened. So he prayed and he asked God, God, help. Open up our eyes. He opened up his eyes for his servant. And he said, God, strike these, oh, this army with blindness. And the Lord answered his prayers. So he activated heaven to act on his behalf. Amen? It makes sense so far? Yeah? Okay. So... With the kingdom within us, we start making internal choices that influence what happens on the outside. So the internal choices that we make influences the external results that we see. Why do I say that? God first wants us to confront our, our inside, our internal spiritual world. He first wants to con conf confront that and work on that and work through that so that we are not thinking negative things, but things about his kingdom, about him. And once that happens, it changes what we see on the outside. It's like we... We, um, we talked about through new of the mind a lot. It's like you remove, he works within you, within your inner being, and remove all those negative things and negative thinking so that you can focus on him 
And the more we, I always say, you, you get what you focus on. So the more we focus on him, the more we receive him, the more we see him. Make sense? Amen. Amen. So just to, um, just to quickly s- summarize this whole concept of that we have to, 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 pos- to pos- position ourselves for God's kingdom to be seen within and around us. Let me tell you a little story. So next week is, is Easter, so we're going to talk a, 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 a lot about that, but Jesus it died for us on the cross. And when he died, the people took him down and they, they put him in a tomb, a grave. Um, but he was already dead when they put him in the grave. He died on the cross. When he died on the cross, it's, it says in the, the word that he went down into hell. He um, descended um, into hell. So he didn't to die and boom, straight to heaven. He first went down to hell. And what happened when he was there? There's two things that happened when he was in hell. And it'll all make, make sense now. Number one, it says that he proclaimed the good news to the, 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 the people that was there. So we'll talk about that another time, but there were people in sort of a, a holding place. They were waiting. And he, he went down to them and he also proclaimed who he is and the kingdom of, of God to them. So that's the one thing that happened. He proclaimed the good news to them. The second thing is, and this is what I want you guys to get, is the earth is, is, is what? It's dust. What are we made of? Dust. So Jesus went down to earth to proclaim the good news, to bring change. So he went into us first, into the dust, to bring internal change within our hearts first, before we see that come alive on the outside, on the external. Make sense? So as he went down into earth, it's it's a... uh, I can't call it symbolic, but it, it's like he, he went into us, telling us you need to transform first on the inside if you want to see things happen on the outside. Amen? And then he, he rose from the dead, and then we read in that... Matthew 10 verse 8, he told his disciples to go on, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, proclaim the gospel. But before that, he empowered them. Before he sent them out to go and and do their work, to step out in the callings, he said, here's a tool for you. What is that tool? It is the Holy Spirit that he sent to them. We, we, we read it in Acts 8 where, where the Holy Spirit came upon the people. 
So he gave his Holy Spirit to them. But it says that he actually breathed on his disciples in Matthew 9. He breathed on his disciples and said, receive the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit was there to empower them to do what they need to do. They had to go out and heal the sick, not pray for the sick. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, proclaim the gospel. So he breathed on them. Now I'm gonna, I'm, I've, I've got a lot of things today I'm going to ask you guys. So another one. Where did the Holy Spirit come from? Because he breathed on them. It's like, here he is and like, shebang, there's the Holy Spirit. Just appeared. No? Jesus got goosebumps and he said, goosebumps. No? He breathed on them. So what does that mean? It came from his inside. And he went and he breathed on them. So it comes from the inside. He breathed on them. And then how did they receive the Holy Spirit? They received him by faith. Yes. Goosebumps. No. They breathed him. And he went inside of them. What does that mean for us? So Jesus took his Holy Spirit and he breathed it over them. They took it in him, uh, within themselves. And that's why Scripture says, and he wants us to know it, reminds us over and over again, the kingdom of God is inside you. It starts inside you. Jesus is inside you. Holy Spirit is inside you. Make sense? Therefore, the kingdom of, of, of God is within them, which is his um, disciples, but it's also within us. And we read that in John, the book of John. Another thing is, for us to, to make this all happen, again, there's, and this is something that we need to ask ourselves, is do we believe all these things that it says in, in Scripture? Do we, as children of God, believe, okay, cool, he sent his Holy Spirit, and his Holy Spirit now lives within us? Do we believe that he lives within us, or is it, Maybe he lives in us one day when we die. Do we believe that there is a, a kingdom of God? Do we believe there is a spiritual realm? Do we believe that we have the power and the authority that it, it speaks about to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cleanse the lepers? Do we truly believe that? Because if we do, where's the evidence? Where is the evidence? So why does God put his kingdom inside of you and me? Why does he do that? 
It is vital to God that his kingdom operates in us and through us. Why? In Matthew 9, um, it's not on the board, but it, 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 it talks about that time before the Holy Spirit came into Jesus' disciples and before they also became aware of what's happening around them. It, it says that the people were scattered. They were scattered like sheep. It's like sheep without a, a shepherd. They were just all over the place. And we even see this um, today where, where we, we find a, a, a people, they, they like to hop from one church to another. There's no, they're not planted. There's no, they don't have a shepherd. And not just that, they might just not be in a church at, um, at all. So it's like sheep without a shepherd. And then in, in Matthew 10, Jesus empowers his, his disciples so that they can receive the kingdom inside of them. So he, he breathed on them. And what happened then? When they begin to speak his word and do miracles, signs, wonders, the people came back. So the scattered sheep came back. Because now they not only heard the good news, they also saw the good news. It's not just about the word, but it's also about spirit, about the kingdom of God. Amen. Thank you, Marissa. Is, is this okay or is it a little bit complicated? Make sense? Okay. The thing is, without God's kingdom manifesting around us, without people seeing as well miracle signs and wonders, then they're going to keep being scattered. Because... Why do I say that? If you come to someone and you talk to someone that believes new age and you tell them, Jesus, this, God, this, Holy Spirit, this, it's awesome. The Bible is true. And they say, oh, sure, your Bible is true. Mine is true as well. I, I read about hug a tree and smoke weed and everything is happy. Like We all have a collective knowledge and we all have a collective our collective knowledge makes um, uh, uh, make up a God. Like, wait, what? So you can't just come and be a good Christian and know about the word and try to convince people God is real. There's something extra that we can do as believers, and, and that is with this kingdom within us, we can actually also show people. And that will bring them back to God. That will bring them back into, the, into, uh, um, into his house. Make sense? Paul actually says the same thing in 1 Corinthians 4. It's not on the board, but it, he says that the kingdom is not just good words and speaking good words. It's also showing that kingdom with Power. 
Amen? That's what it says in Scripture. Amen. So, the thing is, God's kingdom is waiting on you and me. Waiting on us. Why? Because He wants us to have kingdom thoughts, not just think about issues in our lives and all the negative things and money issues and job issues and everything that's an issue, we think about that. And it's an issue because we think of all the issues. No, he wants us to think kingdom thoughts. He wants us to have kingdom um, mentality, kingdom faith, that we truly believe, believe that. He wants us to come to church, but not just here in church, but also in the rest of the week, and be expectant that our Father in heaven wants to act on our behalf, that he wants to do something in us and through us. Amen? So his kingdom is waiting for us to be expectant. He is um, waiting for us to cry out, as it says in Matthew 6, that... As it is on heaven, Lord God, let it be on earth. He wants us to say that and to believe it. He wants us, he's waiting for us to know and expect that he is still God. He is still on the throne. He is still in charge. Amen? Amen. And that he never changed. So he's always a good father and he always wants to be there for us. And when we begin to think like that and act like that, it is, it is here where we step into and begin to fulfill our, our purpose, what he created us for. So the kingdom of God is at hand. And we need to start living that way. Amen? Amen. Amen. Before we pray, um, I actually also felt just to um, just to, to, to pray for some sick. If there's if there's anyone here that is sick, and also I believe that the Lord wants to uh, to re- release some prophetic words over some people here. So. Um, Is there anyone here today with any sickness in their body? Any kind of sickness? We're all healthy. If, if you are uncomfortable t- to raise your hand, it, it's okay, then um, please come t- to memorize afterwards because we truly believe that this is one way that we see his kingdom released on earth. And we need to take that step of faith. It says heal the sick in the word. So do I believe that I can heal the sick? Does Jesus play tricks on us? Say, heal the sick. (laughs) You can't. No, he doesn't. He says heal the sick because why? A part of him, his kingdom is within us. And he wants us to release it. So that's why when we pray to heal the sick, it's not us that heal the sick. It is he 
him within us. He is the healer. He is our God. Make sense? Amen? So, no one here is sick now, but please come afterwards if need be. Okay. Um, and then I just felt these, these two people or two groups of people there that, that I feel that the Lord wants, um, wants to, to release a word for you, a prophecy. And I made some notes during worship as well, but um, the first one, uh, uh, Jess Krambiek, I think, the one there. Yeah. So when we prayed and we worshipped, um, I felt that that the the Lord is also is also putting you in a in a very special and a unique um, position that he he sees your heart and he sees how faithful you are in helping others to come into a closer relationship with him, and he sees your heart. For that, and I believe that that um, that the that the Lord is actually um, equipping you to be to be not just a a normal prayer warrior for people, but He's equipping you for a prophetic intercession where you pray the the prophetic into people into into situations and that will bring change in the the, the, the kingdom it'll bring change in your life and in the life of others as you you, you pray that because when you pray that it is a revelation from the lord that you will pray over others so you will release his word over them and therefore there will be change in their lives amen i hope that makes sense if not let me know let me know. And um, let's just activate that now. What does that mean? So we all stretch out our hands to Jesus and we just pray. We thank you, Lord. Um, Jess, if you can, can stand for me, it'll be awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, that you are a good God, that you are a faithful God. We, we, we thank you, Lord God, that you love us so much, that you send your only begotten Son, Lord, to die for our sins and make it, enabling us, Lord God, to come back into a relationship with you. We thank you, Lord, today for your daughter, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, that today you have for her an appointment, that you want to make her more aware of who you are within her, of who you are around her. We thank you, Lord God. And I just want to declare, Lord God, your kingdom manifesting on her right now. Holy Spirit, come upon her right now and fill her. Fill her with your wisdom, fill her with your knowledge. And Holy Spirit, come and I pray that you will open up her eyes, her spiritual eyes, her spiritual ears, all her spiritual senses, Lord God, to hear more of you, to be more in tune with you, Lord God. 
I pray, Lord God, that you will bring her closer to your heart. Like the Apostle John, Lord God, bring her closer to your heart so, so that, she are, um, that she can hear your heartbeat and that she is fully in tune with who you are and what your will is for people, Lord God. I pray, Lord, that you will open up yes, her ears and all her this, this, this senses and that you will speak to her in different ways now that you will speak to her through dreams and visions, that you will speak to her through scriptures, Lord God. I, th I thank you for that, Holy Spirit. I thank you for that, Jesus. Mm. I thank you for that, God. And I, I pray, Lord, for a, a protection, Lord, because you know, you know how hard it is in a world like today to hear your voice with all the noise that's around us. So as a child of, 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 of God, Lord, and that with these desires that you put in her, I just declare your protection over her. I pray, Lord, that you will send your angels concerning her, that they will surround her, that they will protect her heart, her mind, and that every word that she hears and that you praise over people will be pure, Lord God truly from you. Let that be known, Lord, not just on earth, but let that be known in the heavens. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And also, um, new people. <laughs> Duncan and, and Ida Irvines. Also, when we prayed and we worshipped, also just experienced that the Lord is, is wanting to, to, to tell you something as well. And, um, let me know if I'm wrong, but I like, like I don't really know you guys and everything. Um, but I know that, that the Lord is in the progress to to move you guys into a new season. I saw it on social media, so it's not a, a prophetic word, it's true. They said it first. <laughs> I didn't hear that, so um, yeah. But, um, but, but, but I believe that, that where God is gonna s send you, it, it's not, it's not, um, it's not 100% your own will that you move where you're moving. And I believe that the Lord is going to take you in this, this new season and He's going to put you in a very interesting um, atmosphere. Um, you know, the, the wedding industry over there, the film industry, the computer industry, that He wants to use you to as a, a couple, as husband and wife, to bring change there, to bring light there in that industry, because it's a very interesting um, I I industry in in South Africa, and there's there's many of of, of those um, service and providers and photographers and everyone that really need to see the light of God, and there is not anyone there to speak to them about it, to really to show who God is to them. So he's going to bring you new uh, um, connections and things 
but it's all to spread his light um, over there. And, and I also uh, uh, believe that because I can sense your hearts are right, and us, um, because I, the business that, that you have will, will be a, a, a vehicle and a tool to reach those the people. And I believe that the Lord um, wants you also to make that heart a decision to, to, to use this business that you have as a, a, a vehicle only to reach the, the, the people. So when you use that for your kingdom, for his a, a kingdom, it will r- relate the back and your business will be successful. People will come to you as the go-to person. But it's because of not what you do and what you have there, but about the light of him that is within you guys. So that's what's going to draw people towards you. Um, hope that makes sense. Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, and I just want to release a, a also some prayer. So if you guys can just stretch your arms out to them. We, th- we thank you, Lord, again for who you are. We, we, th- we thank you, Lord God, for your, your children. We thank you that you are a loving God. We, th- we thank you, Lord God, for these two people. We might not know them uh, individually, Lord God, but we know that you know each and every part of their being. We, 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 we know, Lord God, that when you have a word for someone, it means you have a purpose for them as well. I, th- I thank you, Lord, that you are a, lo- a loving dad, loving a f- a f- a f- a f- a father, Lord God. And I just want to agree with you, Lord God, and and decree success over the next season in their lives. I pray, Lord God, as children of you, show your f- a, a favor on them, Lord Jesus. Protect the... the businesses, Lord God. Send the right connections to them, Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that whatever they do in the next year, Lord God, whatever their hands touch, whatever new venture they begin, Lord, that it'll be successful, that it'll be a testimony of who you are in their lives, that it'll be a testimony of your goodness your greatness Lord God we thank you for that Jesus we thank you for new opportunities Lord God thank you Holy Spirit and I just want to release now of your blessing thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Holy Spirit Amen.